0: Everyone has their favourite time of the week. It could be digging into a nice kebab after a great Saturday night out at your local boozer. Or it could be watching your local team win at a game of football. It could be anything. It could be watching a documentary on TV. But the best time of week for me is, of course, Trackback with me, Cal Mack, as we interview everybody who has a story to tell. As last week, we started interviewing TikTokers about why they joined the most successful app of 2019, TikTok. And of course, how it was a lifesaver for everybody during the coronavirus lockdown. This week, I'm joined by Scottish man, Callum Grant, one of the best Scottish TikTokers going. That was my terrible Scottish accent, by the way. Obviously, I do apologise to all Scottish people out there. Please don't hurt me. Um, And of course, Callum talks to us about his incredible TikTok uh, rise. And of course, the numbers he's been getting are incredible. And we talk a lot about how comedians might have to watch what they say, including a certain Frankie Boyle. But enjoy this, and we debate who's better between Celtic and Rangers. Once again, please don't hurt me, people of Scotland. I love you. Here's the interview with Callum Grant. And we want you to get in touch with us, so email us at at yahoo.com and on Instagram at trackbackpod. Get in touch with us. In the meantime, here is myself and Callum Grant. <laughs> so guys welcome back once again even though someone called me jack the other day and i was thinking do i really look like a jack i don't think i look like a jack do i literally i'm I'm mac there's only one mac and that's me but you know i think yeah um so uh, i'm joined by tiktok sensation callum grant how are you doing callum
1: i'm brilliant thank you how are you
0: I am fantastic. Can I just say I love your accent. You know, I, I've always been a fan <laughs> of the Scottish accent and your accent is just the bomb. And I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest here. It is sensational. Thank you.
1: I've actually compared to other people I know, I've not actually got that much of a Scottish accent. You, know, you get lots of people, you even more, even more Scottish. But yeah, I think I, I, I still comes through. Definitely. I get that a lot.
0: Well, the fact that I live in England, I don't really meet a lot of Scottish people. I think I'll have to go to Edinburgh or Glasgow for that. Uh, but um, <laughs> but um, uh, it's a privilege to have you on the show, Callum. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time out. As uh, Callum and other guests, uh, TikTok stars will be coming on the show to talk about their influences on being on TikTok. Uh, so it's very exciting. So, um, Callum, how's lockdown going? Lockdown 3.0. I mean, we're probably going to have 10 more, let's be honest. But how is this lockdown going for you?
1: Um, well i think when lockdown first started you know last year i'd had a lot of schoolwork and i had a lot of stuff going on so i think it was you know it was i actually found it like pretty ideal just the time to just relax you know go to bed at four every every night and wake up at three in the afternoon watch netflix all day i just i loved doing nothing and just for the first time in 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 months having the time to just relax but the the novelty of that is completely gone and yeah this this third lockdown's definitely been the hardest and it, it does get to you so it's tough
0: let's be honest the list on the netflix changes every day so it was good it was good to see a different film on every single day wasn't
1: it yeah exactly yeah i think i've watched everything on netflix every single series movie i've not, i've switched over to amazon prime so i'm now binge watching everything on on prime now because i think i've watched every single thing that you can watch on netflix
0: Do you know when i was watching netflix during the first lockdown i think it was Tiger King, Tiger King, Tiger King, Tiger King, Tiger King. Literally, yeah, it never changed. That's crazy. It's number one at the top.
1: It's crazy. It's Tiger King's. Like it's either next week or now. It's been a whole year since it since it came out, which is just mental to think.
0: Absolutely brilliant. So, um, I've, I've been looking at your TikTok profile. You are a TikTok sensation, growing TikTok sensation. Uh, <laughs> I've got to be honest. Eight hundred thousand followers on TikTok—that is exceptional. Um, and it says here you're also a public figure. So, um, for the viewers listening in, Callum, kind of, what is a public figure? I mean, what does it mean? Well, uh, well,
1: I had an option to pick like what I wanted to put, and it was like you know, a music artist, this, that, and it was like comedian, public figure, and I think. Not all my videos are like comedy because I speak about other stuff and do other stuff as well. The like vast majority of it's comedy, but it's just I had an option of what I wanted to put, and I just decided to go for public figure. And I'd say that it's somebody who is like I, I don't want to big myself up or anything, but like a <laughs> bit of a, a house, a bit of a household name, and like a public figure who people will. I don't. I honestly have never really thought about it. I suppose you could argue it's some someone people would recognise in public. That could be the easiest way to put it.
0: Now, get in. I've got a public figure on my show. Now, whenever I see you in the street, I'm going to say, yes, it's Callum Grant. I've had him on my show. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> brilliant. So um, TikTok, we all know it's, it's one of the most popular apps. Well, if not the most popular app currently, um, it started... Yeah. Um, during the first lockdown, obviously a lot of people downloaded it. Um, so, what attracted you to, you know, start off with TikTok? But what was what was the kind of inspiration behind joining? Um,
1: well, I, I've done d- like drama and theatre for like many years. I've not done it for the last, you know, two or three years, and because my I've had like other stuff in my TikTok to focus on. But I did a lot. Uh, have you heard of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival?
0: I have heard of that. I, didn't, yeah, so I, didn't I was, did it myself. <laughs>
1: Oh, wow. Really? Brilliant. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've, well, I, I was in the fringe doing like Bugsy Malone, Honk, uh, I did the Les Mis, I did Oliver, I did lots of shows in the fringe and I just loved, uh, I did comedy Shakespeare as well. And that was my favorite. And that's what made me realize because I was like a comedic character. I just love making people laugh more than anything else in the world. Like the the thought of making, like, other people smile because of something you say is just, like, brilliant. And because I've always loved being, like, the kind of centre of attention sort of thing. And uh, I was – I kind of – two years ago, I was definitely thinking, as, you know, YouTube and Vine were going uh, going past, I was, I was thinking, like, I really wish I'd started some form of social media because it's the sort of thing I think I could do quite well because I have lots of, like, ideas up in my head. Like, I didn't really know I was going to go into comedy sketches, but I just – had lots of ideas of what I could do. And I was like, oh well, it's a shame I never did that. And yeah, TikTok came around. I downloaded it um a couple months after it got like created. Um and I I I didn't really download it with much thought. I just thought like, oh well, might, it's like Instagram, everybody has it. I'll go and look at some funny videos. Um yeah, the first person to come up on my for page, Charlie D'EMilio obviously. Um, and uh, then I just thought one day I was like why don't I make a video and uh, I just made a video of me like dancing around to some rubbish uh, like song I don't even know what it was, it was like Renegade or something and uh, it for Great some song. strange yeah for some strange reason it got 400 views and I was like oh that's crazy 400 views and like that would be like, like nothing to me now but at the time I was like oh why are people liking this so I just started getting addicted to people say they're addicted to tiktok i'm addicted to posting um so i just i think as my theatrical background made me want to get into it started posting a lot got some viral content i realized that um the comedy sketches were what people wanted to see and uh, yeah and i've not really looked back since
0: you know you mentioned you mentioned um comic relief you can't you you really can't imagine a world without comic relief can you if there was You know, no comic relief. I honestly don't know how the world can carry on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree, because it's difficult. I think comedy is in a dangerous place because there's more and more that's becoming, like, kind of, I don't know the word for it, but unacceptable to to joke about. And, uh, like, I don't know, there's more controversial issues that are oh you can't joke about that you can't joke about those sorts of people so I think comedy's in a dangerous place where that what you can joke about is coming smaller and smaller because yeah. what comedy should be about is kind of taking the piss out of like society's stereotypes um and all that sort of stuff but it's, it's getting tricky but there's still millions of things you can joke about and I agree it's without comedy I don't know where people would be because people need to laugh
0: you know you raised a really interesting point there Callum about how Comedy's changed. It has completely changed. You look back at um a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, you had Mock the Week with Frankie Boyle, a very well-known Scottish comedian. Um mm. and he he didn't care what he said. He said um some quite brutal comedy. But now do you <laughs> think that comedians they 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 do have a leash to them now? You know, they, they have Definitely. a leash going, um, okay, I have to be careful about my material. What do you think's better? Would you think that the comedy has kind of declined recently because of that leash on the comedians? Or do you think it was good when Back in the day, it, it didn't. It didn't matter what people said. There was no limit on what comedians could say regarding world issues and stuff like that. But as as time progressed, how do you think comedy is faring? I mean, would you prefer the olden days or right now? Yeah,
1: um, I think that what I've come to realize is the perfect joke. Like the perfect joke. And um, pardon me, <clears throat> the perfect joke is something that everybody will find funny and it's not going to offend anybody. But I do think that it just depends, like, cause people say like, you know, I find this offensive, but then there's also like, like 50% of the other people, like I didn't find that offensive. It's just a joke. So it's just, it's just about nobody. There's people say there's a line that you can't go over, but there's, what is the line? Like there is no line. It's just tricky because like nobody knows what the line is. Um, I think that it would be good to be able to, Make jokes about more controversial issues because you're not like, for example, if you make a you know a sexist joke or something that doesn't make you sexist. You're just like taking the Mickey out of the society's stereotype of it, and you're just making um comedy out of the fact that like people actually still think like that. Um, and it's I don't know, it's just it's tricky. It really is because if somebody's getting offended by it and hurt by it, then you can't really say oh grow up because it's their feelings and. You know and some, some comedians will say I don't care what people think but I, I do care what people think it's just it really is tricky um I do think that there's uh, comedy is weakened now now there's less to joke about because there's lots of uh, controversial topics that people joke about which is hilarious but it's just it's honest it's honestly impossible to comment on because you it's just so hard because you're it, the, it's basically how people feel like how you're making people feel versus it's like 50-50. 50% of the people say that's offensive. 50% of the people say that's hilarious. It's just what sort of comedian you want to be. And that's what I'm trying to figure out, really. Um, but yes, it's just difficult.
0: Absolutely. And and as a comedian yourself, do you find it important now that you have to really look at the material, maybe research a little bit about this? If, if you were going to make jokes about a social issue or, or an issue happening in the world, would you take your time to maybe, you know, do the research into it, um, you know, thoroughly? And then... You might feel, okay, maybe I've researched it. I feel a little bit safer now that the fact I've looked into this and the material, I was, I, I, I'll say, I, I think will be a bit, you know, not as offensive if I do the research towards it.
1: Yeah, well, I think there's, again, it's tricky. I mean, I before I would just, like, make jokes left, right and centre because I've made over a thousand skits. Um, and uh, in a way, I think every every joke could offend somebody in some way. Um, so it's just it really is tricky right now now that um it's becoming like, so- like socially um unacceptable to joke about some certain things but I think I've never really researched into what I joke about and I think that's what I'm gonna have to start like having to do and I think there's sometimes if you're joking about uh an issue which is seen as being controversial if maybe you can put it in a in a certain way where you're like people know what you're meaning by it, but you didn't say it like you didn't yeah. say that controversial thing, but you still were applying it. But it's just I think with with when it comes to comedy, like everybody needs it. And uh, it's, it, I, people say that the more you joke about controversial issues, the more it becomes people think it's socially acceptable to do so in society. But uh, it's just tricky because like pe- the people who are saying that are the people that actually took the joke seriously and gave it like a deeper meaning than what it was because the other people are like didn't take it seriously seriously at all and just took it as a joke and like they're not getting you know messed up in the head because of that um it's just funny taking the mickey out of society and the things that happen inside it but i'm just haven't gonna have to have a real think about what i can and can't joke about and if i'm going to joke about something that's like the way that i do it it's just it's all just so tricky right now in comedy it's all so confusing because as i said people say there's a line but where is the line at the end of the day i don't know who yeah
0: (laughs) i just want to say you've got my favorite dwarf from snow white and the seven dwarfs on the top of your shelf is that i think it is Oh, that is
1: uh, it's my Dundee United gnome, to be honest. It's uh, I it looks like United, happy
0: From that... it looks like happy from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It,
1: yeah, I completely agree now you've said that actually. Um it, I completely it's not... agree. It's a it's it's a football gnome, but I completely agree. Oh, that's I completely even better. Football gnome, that's <laughs> even better. What team though? What team? <laughs> uh I was I am a big Dundee United fan.
0: Dundee but, Dundee how United. Are about, how are you feeling about Rangers? <laughs> uh well, at the end of the day, it's like
1: obviously I hate Celtic and Rangers. Most Scottish football fans who don't support Celtic and Rangers do, um, but I'm I'm not, you know, um, bitter or anything like that. I can I can admit I can admit that they've had an, had an unbelievable season and yeah. they are a properly properly good team who are like proven proven people wrong in the Europa League as well. Now uh, they're a properly good team. I, I do think it's down to the fact that Celtic weren't very good this year didn't put enough pressure on them and it, they kind of ran away with it, which gave them more confidence. But yeah, I mean, well done to them. I don't like them, but they've had a great year.
0: Um, Now for experience myself in comedy, I've always found that um, comedy natural, uh, natural comedy is so much better than scripted comedy as a comedian yourself. How would you react to that statement? What is better? Is it just comedy that just comes out or is it comedy that you've thoroughly written um, and looked into and practiced over and over again? What, what's better and what do you think the audience um, would do and even on your TikTok what, what, what comes more natural what do people like more
1: well I think as soon as you said natural comedy my first thought was me like sitting with my friends doing something and like then somebody says something somebody says something else and I'll just come up with something outrageous to say and it just makes everyone burst out laughing I think like scripted comedy it can be brilliant but I, but nothing will ever be able to make people laugh more than just natural comedy. Cause it's just comes, um, you know, it just comes out of nowhere. No one's expecting it. Like you could say something absolutely hilarious, like in public or in school and everybody will love it. Um, I think, yeah, the funnier jokes are definitely what comes out like just when you're with your mates, when you're in school or you're in a lesson or something, um, but I think those are the sorts of jokes that you'd be a pretty brave person if you to put, actually put them out on social media, you know?
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, when you started TikTok, we know that you're a growing TikTok star. It's, it's clear with your numbers, it's clear that you're getting there. When you first started TikTok, was there any sort of influences behind, you know, were you starting to watch um, other people's TikTok to get ideas of what you wanted your own TikTok to be? Was there any um, individuals that might have joined before you that were like, wow okay I, I like something like this I'm not going to take their ideas but I'm going to do something similar in my own way yeah. but it's great to have that sort of influence you know on TikTok to kind of make your own grow like it has
1: yeah well I think if you're put if you were to put it in a business sense you could argue my TikTok is like a brand and uh, if I'm starting a new company you'd be daft not to look at you know the competitors of the product you're making to see what they're doing before you make your product because you can see what you like about what other people are doing you can see what the faults are so definitely when I got on TikTok I looked at some other uh, comedic characters out there comedic influencers I was looking at some of like um Stuggy Bear he's, he's an English TikToker I don't know if you've heard of him looking at some of his stuff and I think even just watching Joe Weller growing up he was a YouTuber and he had all these funny skits uh, I had a strong idea of what i wanted to do um and yeah def- definitely some people influenced me but um all jokes are like are my own i'd never yeah ever oh, want to steal someone else because <laughs> i because i see sometimes i see people stealing my jokes or stealing what i'm doing and it annoys me because um they don't like there's even when they give you credit it's like what what does that actually do at the end of the day because you're still like stealing my idea just go and make your own it's uh but i suppose people say that the biggest accomplishment you can have is when somebody's copying what you're doing because it shows you're doing a good job but yeah i definitely looked to, looked to other people for inspiration before i got started
0: and you talked about you know tiktok there's so many viewers on there's so many viewers and there's so many people doing tiktok skits is it as competitive you know going year on year on year that it's been around and i mean how can you tell who's the top dog, um, and and how how can, who can you tell that is right up there that you feel I want to get up to that level? Is there really that sort of competition? But at the same time, um, do TikTokers actually help each other with um with content and 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 so you might get a message for one TikToker saying I love your content. Um, you know, this is an idea I have for you, or would you do the same for another TikToker?
1: Uh, I think it's it's a sort of industry where it's always really good to help help a fellow TikToker out, because it can be, it could be advice, it could be advice and content, because it's the sort of industry, you don't want any enemies, you want pals out there who can help you, and who you can collab with in the future and all that sort of stuff, Um. so yeah, I think that it's important that, like, you know, influencers stick together, especially when it comes down to how toxic TikTok can be, and you can get hate and all that sort of stuff, so you want to support each other on that, Um, and when, when you said, is there somebody out there who i'd kind of look up to and like, i want to get there i suppose it's just at the end of the day it's just your big youtubers isn't it because i don't yeah. think tiktok because at the end of the day you're not gonna become a millionaire off tiktok if you're big on tiktok then you're gonna have to expand into other platforms one day so i'm uh planning is, is on in the future
0: that, is that something yeah
1: that definitely. I'm planning on expanding over to YouTube and I want to grow my Instagram as much as possible. And I suppose the, the influencers I have or the people out there who are successful on YouTube, like, you know, your Logan Pauls, your KSI's, your Mini Minters. Like, I think that I like I, I don't see why I can, um, you know, do, do what they're doing, just make fun content every day, get hundreds of thousands of pounds every week. It's a nice life, isn't it? But I've got a lot of work to do, but I do
0: definitely want to expand to
1: other platforms.
0: Just make sure you don't get into the ring with KSI. Don't uh, make this was the thing that Logan Paul did. I know, but then I don't know if if I think if
1: KSI fought Jake Paul, I think KSI would lose. And that's everybody's gonna hate me for saying that. But I just think KSI he he fought Joe Weller, and Joe Weller um it, it wasn't the fact that KSI was better; it was just the fact that Joe Weller didn't show up to the fight. He was just so nervous he didn't even punch him once. And then when it comes to Logan Paul. Logan Paul just became all showboaty when he was winning. He could have, you know, ended him, became all showbo- showboaty. Oh, look at me. And then um, he didn't like strike on KSI when he had the chance. So I think I think KSI, part of his success has been down to a bit of luck in the ring. He's definitely got like some form of talent, but he seems, he's just crazy. He's going uh, like with the most strange punches or uh, swinging around left, right and centre. But maybe that's why he's so hard to box against. But yeah, I don't think I'd want to get in the... The ring with anyone unless I was a hundred percent sure I could beat them. I don't think I could beat KSI, but it's just uh, You never I don't know. know That's he's...
0: the main thing. You never know.
1: No, but I just don't think he's as unbelievable as people give him credit for. But maybe he is. I'd love him to fight somebody with a higher sort of reputation with boxing, even if it was in the YouTube world, because that was Logan Paul's first ever boxing match. It'd be good to see who like how he compares to somebody who's actually like not Joel or a Logan Paul, basically, you know. <laughs>
0: Um, I want to retract back on um, something you said about how, you know, the hate on TikTok. Mm-hmm. How can the platform address this sort of issue? Because there's been a lot of hate in all sorts of society. You take racism in football, you take online abuse. Um, how can the platform stop this from happening? Is there sort of, you know, policies in place that will stop TikTokers getting abused by people? Um, because there's 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 no reason for it. There isn't. There's no reason for any sort of abuse. But what can the platform do? And have they been making strides towards making TikTok a safe environment for people to, to mainly have fun?
1: Yeah. Well, I think when it comes down to why people hate, that's a whole different discussion. I could speak about that all day. But I think, well, yeah. But I think honestly, I don't think there's something. I don't think there's anything you can do unless you just remove comment sections and comment sections are a big part of tiktok but uh, pe- people are always it's just that social media in general has advantages and disadvantages like on tiktok i think tiktok we just need to get a lot more staff monitoring it because if you like report somebody it's never going to do anything like tiktok aren't going to actually do anything about it um because they get you know millions of like people getting reported every day, and, and unless it's one of like the huge people, uh, you know, who actually can speak to TikTok directly, saying like this person's doing this and that, and then they might get banned. But I don't unless TikTok actually like catches you doing something, you you're probably going to be able to get away with hating for um you know the majority of your time on TikTok. I think social media has advantages and disadvantages. The advantages are you can be creative and. Uh, you can do something like what I'm doing like I've managed to get a following from home and I'm like just like speaking to hundreds of thousands of people just through my mobile device which is crazy and the disadvantages will always be that um it's like it can be a hateful environment and I think it will always be like that um I can't really think of a way you can fix it when it comes down to to racism you see um you know footballers saying Twitter needs to do more and all that sort of stuff but It's just I I, I personally wouldn't be able to give you a plan of what social media can do. I think that if you want to be on social media, hate is unfortunately just going to have to be something you want to deal with.
0: Now, you've got a lot of memorable skits. I've looked through all of your skits, and they are oh, incredible, Callum, i got to say. They, they're brilliant. I love them. Is there one skit um, that you, you just loved? I mean, I'm assuming you love all your skits. There's no... there's no yeah. But if there's one skit you just loved planning, and then when you did it, you were thinking, do you know what, that's the best skit I've ever done. But, but it's funny, because every time you do a new skit, that one becomes, you know, the best one.
1: Yeah, definitely, one yeah. That's just mm.
0: sticking in your memory, like, Yeah. I can always look at that and think, once I become famous, I can always look back at that in particular TikTok um, skit that I did and notice that's the one that got me there.
1: Well, when it like, I have, I definitely have like some favorite skits that I've made, but the one that like got me to the position I am today is, uh, I don't know if you know, like, th- like, throw it back is like when, you know, girls or boys like throw it back. It's like a dance yeah. move they do with their, with their bum and, uh, their waist and all that I basically just made a a skit um about how uh, a boy two boys are playing with a ball they launch it to the other side of the playground and it absolutely smashes a girl in the face um and and they basically say oh sorry Melissa Can, can you throw it back and she's like why would I throw it back you creeps and they're like what but we just want you to throw it back and then she's like Uh, okay and then she just like drops the ball and literally just throws it back and does that sort of move and then the two boys are left like what just happened? like what and because like throw it back was a big thing back then I made that like March 2020 last year yeah because throw it back was a big move and everything Um, and I just managed to change the meaning of it slightly in a comedic way like yeah that got like 600,000 likes or something that's what kind of blew me up that's what blew that particular TikTok is what blew me up. I've got lots of TikToks that I've just loved making.
0: Um and finally, um I mean what 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 is the position that you want to get to? What is that that defining moment? You're on the right track, 800,000 TikTok followers. It's, it's you have blown TikTok up. But what is the position you want to get to that will think, right, I'm on the correct level. I'm on that level now that I can I can go places, but but when will you know that right moment? Because it's it's hard. It's hard when you're doing stuff, and you know when that level is. You're a young guy. You got years and years and years to, to to really expand. But what is the peak for you? Where where can you see yourself in that sort of peak moment?
1: Well, I think uh, as as quickly as people can love you, they can you know start stop loving you just as quickly if you start to you know make content which isn't as good anymore so it's quite relentless having to make come up with good ideas every day but that's what I'm in the game for that's what I like doing so uh that's like my talent um when it comes to like when I reach that peak level I suppose I get the odd like brand deal here and there if if brand deals were coming through every day and paying me x y and z then that'd be great but you said like an end goal I suppose I just love to go into to acting just comedy acting like uh, uh, probably my inspiration is like will ferrell um just because it's so in a way it's not actually acting it's just so farcical and i just love that it's literally just like having a laugh with your mates on set it's like what adam sandler does as well like oh, and he's just he's just he's just hilarious will ferrell and adam sandler I- i'm not saying i would ever managed to reach their sort of platform but i'd love to just go into comedy acting in, in one way or another so I think when you say like what what when you think like okay I've made it this is where I want to be it would be after I've done like a couple of funny tv shows or movies or whatever and then you know lots of opportunities are starting to arise and that's probably when I'd think like okay here we are this is my life now like
0: well honestly I wish you the best of luck with that Callum you're a very talented guy I really hope you get that break and I'll be supporting you all the way um, especially hopefully if I get famous uh, from this yeah, <laughs> um, we can do some collab sometime my friend um, but um, finally where can people find your TikTok or, or, or your profiles um, um, for the people listening to um, this uh, podcast um, where can they find your work Callum
1: well I think if you search up Callum on TikTok I'm the first person that comes <laughs> up but my username's my username's Callum.Grant7 with t- Callum with two L's you can find me on Instagram Callum.Grant7. Um, I'm on YouTube, search up Callum Grant. But yes, yeah, it's, it's not very hard
0: to find. To literally honest. literally made history already. <laughs> if you type in the Callum, I'm the first Callum that comes up on TikTok. That's history. Yeah. That's history there. Well, thank you very much, Callum. Uh, I appreciate it. You can find uh, the interview um, on uh, Apple Podcasts uh, very soon. And of course, uh, you can catch the next guest, Ginty, uh, who will be the next guest. So thank you very much, Callum, for coming on the show.
1: Perfect, thank you very much for having
0: me. No problem. Thanks. Have a good have a good rest of your day.
1: You too. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. Perfect. Thank you.